Welcome to the Millennial Missions Podcast. Our heart is to connect missionaries all around the world, filling them with hope as they strive to fulfill their calling in Christ and to empower others to go. Well, hey, everybody. This is the Millennial Missions Podcast. I just wanted to say thank you for joining us today. I don't know where it is that you are right now. Maybe you're in your car. Maybe you're in your house. Maybe you're at your friend's house making making them listen to this. That'd be pretty cool. I mean, hey, everyone should be listening to this, right? I mean, if you're listening to this, then you probably agree that everyone should be listening to the Millennial Missions Podcast. So I want to say thank you for tuning in, and I want to encourage you to please share the podcast. Share it on the social medias, the Instagrams, the Facebooks, the, the all the above, the Twitter sphere. Just, just give it a shout. Just share it. I'd appreciate it. You can find us on Twitter, actually. Um, shout out to my friend Taylor for making that happen. That was awesome. And um, I just want to say that I am excited about today's podcast. And I hope that you are too. Um. This is part three to a series that I've been doing called The Watchers on the Wall, which you guys already know because you have to see the title when you click on the episode. And I hope you guys are excited about what else there is to talk about this topic that you're not done with it because I just feel like there are so many different avenues that we can take when we're talking about this specific topic. And today, you know, we talked about, we talked about basically, you know, looking out for each other and then not becoming complacent, doing our own thing. And that's kind of what we're going to talk a little bit about today. But I want to talk about the church of Sardis. I guess not really so much the church as the city But Sardis is one of the seven churches that Jesus writes a letter to or has a message for in the book of Revelation. There are seven churches that that are referred to, that are talked to. And one of them, actually the fifth church mentioned, which you can find in Revelation chapter 3, verses 1 through 3, is called the Church of Sardis. Now, the Church of Sardis was in the city of Sardis. Go figure. That's crazy, right? I mean, that's crazy talk. But there was, this was a very unique, unique city. It was actually a city built completely in a mountainside and so they were high up and they had a wall surrounding the entire city which with only one way in that was a road basically I don't think it was any wider than what two people could walk next to side by side sorry I had a I had a coughing attack there had a pause and and um you know, get that out. So I, I'm sorry, we're three minutes in and I'm already, I'm already, I'm already having to pause the, 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 the recording, which probably should have recorded it for this. I mean, stop the recording for, for this, this chat and I'm not going to edit it out because that's work. But anyways, 
uh, Sardis was 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 an impenetrable city. It was actually referred to as the unconquerable citadel of the Eastern world. At the time, the city of Sardis had not been conquered or taken captive in over 1,200 years. It had one of the longest histories um, out of these seven churches, meaning it was one of the oldest. And it was heralded as the principal example of what a good fortress in the ancient world was. It was built so high up, and it was surrounded by extremely hard, slippery cliffs. So basically, it was almost impossible to climb. It was set 1,500 feet above the plains and was only accessible by a single road no bigger than a cattle trail. So like I said, basically, people walking two by two. And it was only, get this, it was only necessary to guard the south wall. It was believed that this city was invincible and could never be toppled. The security of Sardis eventually brought the city's deterioration. Because think about this. So what happened was this this city was so secure that it was so impenetrable that the citizens of the city really didn't pay any attention to the foundation or really take care in what the the state of the walls and the mountainside and all and basically the landscape was they didn't take care of it because they never thought twice about it and so the sardian so the sardian army had hit hard, was hit hard in combat in 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 a in a battle and they had retreated to their city to escape the Persians. And so instead of keeping a vigilant guard, the city just went to sleep with only a few soldiers watching the south entrance, right? Because remember, I already mentioned that. All they had to do was basically watch the wall of where people could come, you know, that cattle trail. And so they were so they were so sure that they would never be hit that they just walked in and they're like, okay, we're fine now. Everything's fine. We're safe. And so what happened was there was a soldier who lost his helmet and he went down outside grabbed his helmet and then he noticed that there was a crack in the wall and so he found that he could actually fit through the crack and get back into the city without having to go around to the entrance well the enemy was watching this the enemy realized that there were cracks in the foundation that there were cracks in the wall that they could fit through and so the Persian army ended up actually just while the whole city was asleep, with only those few guards awake at the south wall, they ended up just fitting through 
captive city and taking the entire city while they were asleep. They didn't even know the enemy was coming in because they never took the time to be watchful and vigilant and take care of the foundation of the wall to fill in the cracks to make sure that there was no possible way the enemy could come in. The city began to believe that they could not be conquered and thus didn't even notice the deterioration that was taking place in their midst. It is the job of every believer to be making sure they take care of their foundation. That they just don't think, oh, you know what? I'm fine. There's no, I'm good. I got this. I can do whatever I want. I can say whatever I want. I can live life however I want it. And everything is going to just be hunky-dory. Now, that doesn't, it doesn't work like that. You have to be watchful. You have to be vigilant. You have to understand that the enemy is always watching. That they're always looking for a crack that they can just start chipping away. You know, it's funny. You know, in, in Guatemala, we have we have walls and um concrete and and my son is just the little adventurer and if he sees a crack in a wall he will he he just immediately just is drawn to it and goes over to it and just starts picking at it and just picking at it and he just keeps picking at it and picking at it and picking at it we we have to be yell hey hey stop stop Leave it alone. Don't, don't don't put your finger in there. Don't 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 make it worse. Don't don't chip the don't chip anything else off. Because that's what the enemy does. They see that crack and they just start chipping. They start chipping. If you don't take care of it, pretty soon that's going to be a hole big enough for somebody to walk through. And once they do, you're not even going to realize the influence that the that the devil's going to have on your life, that the world is going to have on your life, because you have no foundation anymore. Because you had a crack in your foundation, where now you have allowed this whole other idea, this whole other thought process, this whole other doctrine, this whole, in some cases, this whole other religion just completely come in and obliterate what was there. And now they set up camp, make it their make it their place, make it their city, make it their house. You have no idea how important it is to make sure that we are taking care of the foundation. And you know what happened then was another way they entered the city was they began to climb the outside of the mountain because they found they found cracks in the foundation that they could stick their hands in, that they could begin to scale the mountainside, scale the outer walls. See, that's the thing. When we get so focused on like one area in our life that we're like, ah, if I just take care of this, then I'll be fine. And we're not looking out for every other aspect. If we're not like... If we're not studying 
and understanding the full scope of the Bible. We're just like, oh, I just need to know this. I just need to know the basics, the bare minimum. Then we're allowing cracks to be there in our foundation that eventually someone, something's going to scale it and enter in without us welcoming it. You got to be careful. You got to be watchful. You can't just be looking at one wall. You got to be looking at all of them. You got to be watchful. You got to be waiting. I mean, that's what this this whole thing is about. The watchers on the wall. You got to walk at. You got to look at the whole wall. It's just it's just too important. So I want to go here and I want to read Revelation three one through three to you, and really show you. Actually, three, one through six. And I just want to show you like the parallel here between the city and the church and how that relate even further relates to us. So verse one, write this letter to the angel of the church in Sardis. This is the message from the one who has the sevenfold spirit of God and the seven stars. So here's what he says. I know all the things you do and that you have a reputation for being alive, but you are dead. Wake up, strengthen what little remains for even what is left is almost dead. I find that your actions do not meet the requirements of my God. Go back to what you heard and believed at first. Hold to it firmly, repent and turn to me again. If you don't wake up, I will come to you suddenly, as unexpected, as a thief. Yet there are some in the church in Sardis who have not soiled their their clothes with evil. They will walk with me in white, for they are worthy. All who are victorious will be clothed in white. I will never erase their names from the book of life, but I will announce before my Father and his angels that they are mine. Anyone with ears to hear must listen to the Spirit and understand what he is saying to the churches. So just like the city in which the church dwelt in, the church was referred to as the church that was invincible. Naturally, they were extremely proud of this reputation and the name. I mean, I would. The invincible church. That's pretty cool. The church of Sardis, though, was unlike the rest of of the Christian world, for they had never experienced persecution. When there is no challenge or conflict or trials in your life, it is really easy to become enveloped or consumed in a false sense of security. And then you ignore the foundations of your spirituality, meaning you, you, you begin to neglect the foundations of your faith. You begin to neglect the Holy Spirit in your life. At one time, this church had a powerful Bible teaching and evangelic ministry. But you know, but Jesus begins to call them basically a backslidden church. Because they just didn't die overnight. You got to understand that just because it, it took one, it took 
It took one night for the city to be consumed and taken over by the Persians. How ma- There were so many different armies that tried over the course of 1,200 years. But it wasn't that it wasn't that it took 12 necessarily took 1200 years for an army to get in it just took so much so much time of neglect of the foundation that just allowed the enemy just to come in the church had become so morally deficient and backslidden they did not even realize that they were on a path for spiritual death moved on from living for God and kind of just became you know like 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 what we read in our in our last podcast that that servant that just began to do his own thing and you know sometimes we can get so focused on like our reputation like this church had a reputation of being invincible so we can kind of get so focused on our reputation. We can get so focused on, you know, what we have, what we, what we do. That we kind of become cocky. We come, become arrogant. And that ends up running us dry. You got to be careful of, of developing an arrogant attitude when it comes to the things of God. Now, you know... If you know me personally, you might think, well, you're 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 kind of arrogant sometimes. True. True. But I am definitely not arrogant when it comes to God. When it comes to the ministry. When it comes to the calling that I know God has for me. I I, I it's it's not something that I take lightly. I don't take my walk with God lightly. I take it very seriously. And if you know me, then you know that's true too. It's very important to me that I, I, I have a reverence for the things of God. It's important. You know, the city of Sardis was built high up on a hill, surrounded by natural defenses and was thought to be unconquerable. So cocky were these people concerning their elevated position that they ignored the deterioration of the city's foundations and this allowed small cracks to form in the walls. And we do that. Right? We do that. We kind of become, we kind of get into that point sometimes where we just think we got it all figured out that we're, we got it all done and we just don't really continue to pursue God. You know, in 2 Timothy 4, verse 1, Paul wrote to Timothy, he said, I solemnly, sorry, I solemnly urge you in the presence of God in Christ Jesus, who will someday judge the living and dead when he comes to set up his kingdom. The reason he wrote like this was because he was trying to urge Timothy to be serious about his ministry, serious about 
the call of God on his life because Jesus will come down to earth one day and, and investigate what's going on with the full authority of his kingdom. I, I, I really believe that God is, that Jesus is seeing what's out there, seeing what people are doing, seeing what's going on. I don't think that he's just sitting, I think he comes and he visits and he looks at what's going on. He looks at people's attitudes. He looks at people's hearts. And I'm not just talking about people in ministry. I, I'm, I'm talking about everyone. When you're when you're when you're about me 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 me, Jesus is gonna check it out and be like, all right, what you got? And then just like you know, he gives a warning to Sardis. He 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 convicts them, but he doesn't condemn them. You're not condemned. He's there, checking it out. But we just have to make sure that we are being very careful. To not get so so full of ourselves and to not to get so just arrogant with what we got. You know, the church of Sardis didn't even know that they needed to repent. It took it took Jesus sending them a message. Maybe, maybe there are times in our lives where we don't even realize that we need to repent. But that's why it's really important. That we all stay in a close, tight relationship with Jesus. And to turn back, remember what it used to be. You know, remember what it was like when you first found Jesus. When you first entered in that relationship. You know, it's kind of like the you know, it's kind of like the honeymoon phase. You know, things are so exciting. You know, there's so many new things to experience and check out and and it's like the same thing. That's what we want to get back to. That's what we want it to be like. I mean, so let's do it. Let's. I mean, let's do it together. Let's just take the time to remember what it was like when we kind of first entered that relationship with God. To not have an attitude of like, okay, I got it all figured out now. I've arrived. Everything's good. No, get back to the way things were. You know, sometimes you know, it's one thing to to be a watcher on the wall and looking out for your peers, looking out for your friends and your family. But it it's nothing... If you don't look out for yourself first, because you got to make sure you're taking care of home base before you can start venture out and taking care of anything else. And if you're walking in pride, if you're walking in arrogance, if you got it all figured out, then you're not taking care of home base. You know, every time that every time Sardis was captured, it was ta- it was captured in the dead of night. People didn't, people didn't, you know, wage just a siege on, on the city and just take it, take it over by, by force. No, they, they found the cracks in the foundation. 
got up there. You got to take care of your cracks and your foundation. Whether maybe whether it's an arrogant kind of thing, a pride kind of thing, or or maybe you you just have cracks in in your in your belief, in your faith, in your understanding. All these things can be remedied. All these things can be fixed. It just takes time. It takes effort. So, Jesus, he's given us that invitation. He's given us that chance to turn back. To remember what it used to be like and to enter into that. To go back to it. Hey, it's there. It's there waiting for you. And I just encourage you to just be a watcher on the wall in your own life so you can be a watcher on the wall for in other people's lives. This is a little bit short of a podcast, but you know what? I feel like we've said all that we need to say. Time to move on. Let me uh, Let me pray real quick. You know, I don't think I prayed in my last podcast. Wow. Wow. Well, let's pray right now. Father, in the name of Jesus, I just thank you for everyone listening to this episode. Father, I just pray that you just continue to give them that understanding of what a true watcher is, that they are able to take care of their own lives so that they can be a light to those around them. Father, I thank you for loving and guiding every single one of us. And I pray that you just continue to shower them with your mercy and your grace that follows them all of, the, all of their days. And in Jesus' name we pray, amen. Amen. Well, if you want to find more about us, you can go to the millennialmissions.org website. You can also find us on Facebook, Millennial Missions, and also join the Millennial Missions Facebook group page. All right, guys, thanks so much. I'll see you next time and have a good day. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Millennial Missions Podcast. We invite you to visit our website, millennialmissions.org, to read blog posts, find resources, and most importantly, to connect with us. See you next time.